Welcome to the Nunan Ma podcast. Our Earth View. Cyclone Freddy passed over Malawi in mid-March 2023, destroying large areas and affecting thousands of lives. Nunan Ma reports from its point of view about this extreme event. Nunan Ma wants to raise awareness about the fact that there are still many people who need our help after this disaster caused by climate change. Let's go. Hello, Andre. Hello, Marcus. I am visiting you right now here in Blantyre and Malawi. And I have noticed that a lot of things here are still destroyed by this Cyclone Freddy that moved over the country in mid-March. So I just wanted to know, how was it for you? How did you experience it? And what exactly happened? Yeah, thank you, Timo, for that question. Uh, first of all, a cyclone is a very strong tropical storm. Um, it's like a hurricane that uh, had a, a very long path through the ocean until arriving uh, at the African coast in Mozambique. And um, it's brought really strong winds up to 200 kilometers per hour before arriving in the southern part of Malawi, where it mainly brought large quantities of water, like 500 millimeters. You can imagine this is uh, the quantity of uh, precipitation of one year of a country like Germany. In many parts Germany we only receive that amount. And this amount fell in only five days and caused many landslides, um, floods, and uh, of course those quantities of water um, damaged a lot of houses. The death toll uh, is more than a thousand people. There are m almost 600,000 uh, displaced people. Yeah, and for us it was quite a shocking situation we didn't not really know how to react yes we we experienced a little bit the hurricanes in, in Nicaragua but this cyclone was completely different for us because it was five days of um, continuing continually uh, raining so it was um, we couldn't go out, for, of course, and the wind was very, very, very strong. Um, we felt unsafe. We felt, um, yeah, also a bit nervous because we knew, even though we have a strong house comparing to others, um, we still have leakages and so on, but that was nothing comparing to others. And even though we, had, we were a bit scared because... Even the trees could fall down in this situation, and they were moving a lot. So for us, it was a, a new experience, a very, very um, touching experience also, because even though we were experiencing like that, we knew that outside so many people were losing everything, and they were losing even their lives. And um, it's an experience that it hasn't ended because the consequences are, sti are still uh, being seen here in Blantyre. 
Do you have any statistics on the damage caused? And I also want to know if there are any diseases that are now spreading more. Yeah, um, about the statistics, I already mentioned there were more than 1,000 uh, dead people caused and also uh, people who were missed now were also declared dead because uh, many of them are still under the soil, under the, the um, landslide. I was just there yesterday on this uh, Sochi mountain here in Blantyre where there was a huge landslide um, burying a lot of houses and destroying households and, and families. So yeah, this was um, overwhelming to see that. And, and yeah. And about the diseases, cholera was a problem before the cyclone arrived. And with these um, floods, this um, disease can even spread more. And also other diseases like malaria, um, transmitted by mosquitoes, they like uh, flooded water that stand a long time. So, yeah, it, it, there is a huge problem. And even the, um, even it can lead to a food crisis because the high food prices are even, um, um, even intensified with uh, destroyed harvests on the field. Many people lost their maize crops on, on the field because the wind, they just broke and destroyed the, the, these, these yields. And yeah, Malawi is a very vulnerable country when we talk about um, food security. So these problems are still on the rise this year. Yes, as Marcus mentioned, these 1,200 people um, have died because of the cyclone and 600 thousand people um, are don't, doesn't don't have a, a home a home now so they are living in schools or in camps and these schools are being used by them so the children cannot go to school uh, some schools have been already repaired or um, children are going there but a lot of schools are still being camps for for these people and I have heard uh, already that these people have been told to uh, go out of the school so that the children can come back to school, but they don't have any other any other place to go. So they are going to the relatives or to the neighbors or we don't know how are they managing. A friend tell us a story about his neighbors. They lost his child, eight-year-old boy. So they went to the hospital during this time, five days raining without interruption. So there was a lot of cows everywhere, especially in the hospital. So they went there for looking after his child and they found him. He was already dead. So they went home for picking up some clothes for him, for preparing the, the funeral. And in the meanwhile, while they are going there to pick up their clothes, there com it comes another family to the hospital for picking up, for lo looking also after uh, their child. And they also think this child is their child. 
So they take the body with them. Then the first family who was at the hospital comes back and uh, didn't find anything. So this is only one story of a lot of stories that uh, has have been told to us and that a lot of stories that still are happening here because the suffering of the people is big. And um, I'm telling you this only for humanizing these 1,200 people uh, number of deaths in Malawi. So that we understand, as Marcus also told you, to walk uh, around this new soil and knowing that there are still people um, buried there, the situation is um, extreme here. But nevertheless, people are trying to go further, look up and continue life. Finally, I would like to ask you if there is any help from the government. How does the government intervene? Is there any reconstruction aid? And you also mentioned that certain areas should not be settled in the future. Are there resettlement projects? Yeah. Um, yeah, the government, of course, tries to, to help uh, and does um, some emergency relief with the help and the support of the international community. So uh, there, there are initiatives happening to, to ease the lives of the people And they also talk about relocalization of, of whole areas, like um, especially the southern part of Malawi in Sanje. Is, uh, we call it also the Lower Shide, where we have big rivers and all the water is flowing down there. And people like to live near water, so they, they experience floods quite often or quite regularly, but this extent has never been seen as this year with Cyclone Freddy and uh, it becomes obvious that we have to do something so we talk about relocalization but of course it's a lot of funds that are necessary to do that and uh, different approaches um, different ideas how to to make this area habitable again so yeah Relocalization is one of the, the topics that we are discussing here in Malawi. And it's very difficult because people don't want to move from their place. It's, it's not like they have been there five or ten years. And these are villages who are traditional, who have been traditionally been there like uh, from ancient times. So, and, and cyclones like these, like um, storms like these, have always. Uh, been there, but not in this measurement. So um, this is also a consequence or uh, an obvious consequence of climate change, and we have to um, yeah take responsibility on it also. No? Like especially the northern countries, the industrialized countries and economies. Um, we have to talk. We have to start talking or yeah uh, take climate justice into consideration and do something for it and um, yes um, I think the government tries to do its best um, there is a lot of people needing uh, in need now so they cannot manage everything the NGOs of course are also supporting what they can um, but donations have been come have been um, yeah have come to Malawi a lot 
especially at the beginning. But now starts the time that everything goes um, back to normal again, so the donations are not seen anymore. And um, the people have to care for themselves alone. So um, we know from two initiatives which are which were born in the uh, village, in this case itself, so that we think that's very important that the people organize themselves so that uh, there is a mean, an impact at the end. And we know from two um, initiatives, one is at school, one school who has been almost completely damaged and uh, where the children cannot go to school because it's very dangerous and so that they don't uh, lose this year of school, they are at least going for a writing examination. So the children write the examinations under the tree on the, on the floor. That's the situation now. And the other initiative is in um, one village in New Chimulange. And we have thought, let's organize something, let's get some um, donations, make a crowdfund campaign for um, assuring food for these people, at least for 30 families, um, because the next crisis which is coming is the hunger crisis, because the cyclone, of course, also damaged a lot of um, what people have planted, and the harvest has been very low compared to other years because of the cyclone. So I hope you can um, check on the campaign and support us, support these people who really um, don't count on the government or anyone, only themselves. Yeah, so thank you for these insights into this sad story, but it's nice that there are also people who want to make a difference here on site and want to make a lasting change. Thank you, dear Timo. <laughs>